Hey soccer friends, I just want to give a shout out to our partner, Team Player. They are changing the game on how you find the perfect soccer team for your player. Parents, this means no more endless social media scrolling to find information on teams. With Team Player, everything you need to know is just a few clicks away. It's simple, straightforward, and lets you find the best coach and team for your player without any of the usual headaches. And coaches, we all know how tough it can be to get your team noticed, but when you subscribe to one of Team Player's team plans, you instantly get access to set up an online team profile that allows you to reach more potential players and showcase what your team is all about. It's super easy and lets players and parents see why your team could be the right fit for them. And if you sign up using the promo code PITCH, you can try any team plan free for one month. So whether you're managing a team or searching for one, come on over to www.teamplayer.us. That is T-E-A-M-P-L-A-Y-R dot U-S. And come give Team Player a look. Hello, welcome back to Chat by the Pitch. This is Ian Babcock, your host. This week I interviewed Alan from Team Player. He and his team are trying to revolutionize how players connect with teams and how teams connect with players. Before I say too much, let's start this chat and head to the pitch. Alan Hamilton. Uh, I'm, I'm from Grapevine, Texas. Grew up in Grapevine. Um, have been a member uh, of the North Texas soccer community, um, both as a player and a coach and a, a fan in general for, hate to say it, coming up on 30 years now. Um, I, uh, I launched Team Player uh, with a, a small team of, of colleagues late last year. Uh, and, and our mission really is, is to help make the process for players connecting with with competitive teams and clubs in North Texas, um, just better, easier, and more efficient for everybody involved. What is your soccer background? So where did it start for you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like I said, I'm, I'm from Grapevine. Uh, I got a little bit of a late start. I, I don't think I started playing until I was like six or seven, which I know these days, you know, you're out there when you're two or three and expecting to make your first academy team by the time you're four. But uh, so so anyway, I just got started as was uh, kind of pretty standard back then in the, the local Grapevine South Lake Soccer Association Rec League. Um, I played for a couple years, um, you know, in that format, uh, you know, Again, like most of the kids back in those days, I was also alternating seasons between baseball and soccer and played basketball as well. Um, so, you know, as that select age started approaching that 9, 10 age, um, I was actually kind of unsure as to whether or not I was going to pursue soccer seriously. Um, lucky enough, I had a handful of friends that were all gung-ho on soccer uh, and so ended up convincing my, my parents to, to let me make the leap into the, the select side. So started playing for a, a local Grapevine Colleyville Southlake club um, back in the day called Challenge Soccer Club. Um, so really played kind of at the local club level for, uh, man, it must have been all the way through middle school into to early high school. You know, it, it, for me as a multi-sport athlete, um, no, it was exactly what I needed. Uh, I had uh, the good fortune of having some some high quality trainers, um, high quality coaches along the way. Even though you know we weren't like a nationally recognized team or anything like that, but that allowed me kind of the flexibility to continue playing the sports that I also loved, as well as you know getting a decent level of soccer development. Um, and you know, as I kind of started realizing that, hey, I was you know halfway decent at this and started seeing some success uh, on the field. I ended up getting picked up um, by a, a much higher level team um, or the Texas Longhorns at the time. Um, they, they had uh, uh, qualified for a division one slot in classic league, which again at the time was, was um, pretty high level um, played with those guys for a couple years. 
and ended up transitioning at the end of high school um, into a couple different, you know, relatively high level clubs as well. Um, so as, as my youth career kind of came to an end, I, um, you know, I'd always set my sights on playing at the next level. Um, so, you know, as things worked out, I ended up uh, playing for coach David Hoffman um, for a year at the University of Dallas. Um, and I'll, I'll sound like every washed up soccer player, but, uh, you know, I really, really struggled with some injuries um, throughout late high school into college. And, you know, I probably, you know, admittedly wasn't putting in the level of training that, that was probably warranted as well. But um, after my freshman year at UD, kind of decided that I was going to take a different life path and, and not, not pursue soccer as a means of, of providing for myself. Um, but it's something that I do because I love it. Um, so I ended up transferring to Texas A&M, where I was still fortunate enough to play for for what I would say is a very level, very high level club team uh, down at A&M for for five years uh, and obtain an industrial engineering degree, which has uh, opened uh, a bunch of a bunch of pathways for me, um, you know, outside of the the soccer world. So very very thankful for how how things worked out. Um, but, you know, I think it just goes to show there's a lot of different different benefits and different pathways you can take as a, a soccer player growing up in North Texas. That's amazing. How did you get into coaching then? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I've always, always enjoyed it. Um, I've got a little brother. Um, you know, my, my parents were coaches of, of us and, and of him. And so, uh, you know, even like in, in – you know, middle school, high school, I was always hanging out trying to to assist and and help out with the younger guys. And so as I got into college and really when I I, um, I transferred to AM, uh, I got really involved in the the local um, club scene. I, I was a trainer there, uh, even as a, a you know current player and student. Um, I started working camps in a number of different areas here locally in North Texas, as well as um, in, in College Station at AM. and um, And so, you know, really just kind of <laughs> fell in love with, with the development process and, and helping, um, you know, helping players kind of achieve their goals. Um, so as I moved back after graduation, I was, you know, working a full-time corporate gig. Um, and I, I just kind of uh, encountered one of my uh, colleagues who, who had a, a, I think he was eight, at the time who had a rec team they needed to coach somebody who hopefully knew something about soccer so started coaching uh in the the grapevine south lake soccer association uh, rec league had another buddy reach out who was looking for somebody to help cover uh, a club team and um from there you know that's been shoot eight nine years ago um so here we are now. Uh, I've, I've been uh, most recently coaching with a, a smaller club, uh, Lincoln FC DFW, who uh, late breaking news that's been announced you know, as of the last few days is actually um, uh, transitioning into the, the solar umbrella. So really exciting, really exciting times uh, in, for me. That's awesome. Yeah. We solar welcome, welcome to the solar family. Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, I actually spent spent a year or so at solar before moving to Lincoln. So, you know, it's it's kind of a re return back to to the mothership, right? Right. So through this process, so how long ago did the idea now we're transitioning into yeah. what you actually are here for as team player? How did yeah. the process come about then? Like the history of it. The yeah. brand, the, 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 how did this baby come about so so it, it was kind of a lightning strike moment born out of years and years of frustration so you know i, I when i was talking about kind of my background i talked about how i transitioned club teams um you know late into my high school career well the reason for that transition is i was actually i was cut from from the team that i was playing on and you know i remember that was pretty late in the tryout season and I remember, you know, honestly, the, the stress that it put me through, but that it put my parents through, you know, having to struggle to find a place for me to play. Um, and you know, because, well, it's great. We have tons and tons of 
soccer options available here in North Texas, it's it's really kind of hard to find you know, information that is specific to, you know, the type of teams that I might be looking for. Um, so I remember that frustration. And then, you know, I transitioned to, to being a coach. And I, you know, on the other side of the equation, have dealt with over the years, you know, the frustration of uh, every year you're going to have two or three players at minimum kind of go off and, and explore other opportunities. Well, it's challenging as a coach or as a club owner to to find players to backfill those roster spots. And so, you know, from my experience as a player, from my experience as a coach, and then having conversations with, with you know, parents over the years who were as equally frustrated with how difficult it is to find, you know, legitimate, verified information you know, about all of these different soccer options in the area. Um, I was actually <laughs> taking a shower after practice one day, and I was like, well, why don't we just put all of that information in a single place? Um, and so, you know, in my, my corporate life, um, you know, I've, I've worked uh, at a technology company for a long time, so I'm, I'm you know, fairly technical myself. Um, I have an engineering degree. I'm, I'm familiar with, um, with those sorts of things that maybe not your everyday, you know, soccer person who's dedicated their, their whole life to being on the field. Um, you know, may have. And so I kind of combined, combined those skill sets to you know, build what is now team player and uh, team player is essentially an online platform that, uh, as I said, allows teams and players to more easily connect with each other. That is very, that's kind of how I started. That was the whole point. I mean, I shared my story with you with my son. It's trying, like, when you are no longer with a team, where do you turn? And there's no information out there. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, and if we can kind of double click on that, right? I, I don't think it's for, I don't think it's for a lack of trying, right? It, it's just, I mean, number one, it's it's expensive to develop an online presence. Um, yes. It requires a certain skill set. Um, and it requires, you know, resource to maintain that reliable, up-to-date information. And so, you know, we know even at, at the largest levels, these clubs, you know, don't necessarily have have that resource or skill set to develop the kind of, of platform that you need to provide this information reliably and consistently. And so that's, you know, we want... To, to take on that burden for these organizations. And, I, you know, I, the platform is available and I believe valuable to everybody. But, you know, as you know, we've seen historical gap in information isn't necessarily um, because of a lack of trying by, by the teams right. or by the clubs. It's, you know, at least my hypothesis is that, um, you know, creating a, a platform that is, you know, that is really required or that's needed to, to kind of distribute this information is, you know, not inexpensive. Um, it, it you know, costs money. It requires a certain skill set and it, it requires, you know, dedication of, of resources um, to ensure that the information is, is continually updated and, and remains reliable for, for the audience. And so, you know, I just think there's been, um, I, I don't think that, that these clubs, even, you know, the larger clubs necessarily have those three components in place or even plan for, to have to, to dedicate those three components to, to building something like this, even for their own purposes. And so what we want to do at Team Player is, is essentially take on, you know, that burden for these organizations for the the greater benefit of the community yeah I, I agree with you so i'm i'm always digging through all the major clubs websites yeah and i'm i'm my biggest pet peeve is you can find a list of the coaches but you can't find where they train exactly or you, you find where they train but you don't have a list list of coaches there or what age groups train there right and as a parent that's frustrating because i just don't want to have to call the club then 
talk to one person, then possibly get shuffled to one coach while my roster is full. So try this coach in the same age bracket. And it's frustrating as a parent because, or you're playing the telephone game with some friends because they know a coach in that age bracket and they're playing the middleman for now until, until something more develops. So then you're out at training and finally you get a chance to talk to the coach. Right. And then, then you, then you finally have a face to face, but you might have a week or two weeks go by before you're even having your player in a facility to train. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I will be the first one to say that, you know, the team player platform itself, you know, we have, a long way to go as far as where we see the platform kind of reaching maturity. We know, you know, there's, there's, you know, tons of functionality we'd like to add, but, you know, again, to your point, it's, it's frustrating as a player and, and, you know, as a family to just have not have access to kind of the basic level of information that you need. And it's one thing, you know, if if we were talking about, you know, a decision, um, you know, for for kind of a low dollar value purchase. Right. But you know, everybody knows. Right. In most cases, you're you're looking for a service provider effectively who you're going to pay you know, thousands of dollars a year, you know, to, to provide to you a service. And, and you know, if you were shopping for a car or for, you know, a, a, you know, a, a travel ticket of some sort, you know, you expect to have up to date, reliable and complete information available to you so you can decide how to invest your dollars and what service provider is right for your unique situation. You know, I, I think as the more, you know, that I think about it, and the more that I thought about it, you know, we as service providers within the soccer community that we owe this to our our customers right and i I know some people get um you know kind of wary of of thinking about this on a transactional business-like basis but for me the sooner that that we as clubs and coaches you know view ourselves in a professional light as professional service providers the higher standard that, that we'll hold ourselves to and that we will be held to by our customers. Right. right. I, I'm right there with you. So my son is getting ready to go play select. And I was calling back in February to get pricing so I could give the coach because I'm the team manager. Right. And they hadn't even, at the end of February, they didn't even have pricing yeah. even thought about. They're getting ready to have meetings about it. Right. Within the club. And... It's a huge commitment. I mean, on the low end of this fee, there is the coaching fee, which anywhere from $1,700 to $3,000, depending on the club. Then you have to throw in all the league fees, the tournament fees, uh, rental facility rental fees for practices being, yeah. so you can still have practices when the rain, rain outs. And it adds up quick. Right. Then jurors like kit fees for for a right. player. Like, what's the bare minimum and what's the recommended? They give you the bare minimum cost, and then come to find out, it's almost a third to two thirds more than that cost. Because yeah. if you're like my family, I we do laundry if once or twice a week, and that's it. And yeah. to have enough practice clothes for my son to go to practice all week, we have to buy doubles of everything. Then. Right. And if you're playing in a team that plays a lot of tournaments, you need two to three kits for games. Right. And parents don't think about that until right. it's too late. <laughs> right. Right. And, and again, I, I don't think, you know, I, I as, as somebody who has, you know, been a, a club administrator in the past and, and is just familiar with kind of the intricacies of, of running an organization, um, I, I know it's not for a lack of trying. It's just hard. And again, you know, in this community, especially, you know, as, as coaches and even a lot of the, the directors, like we want to be on the field, you know, we want to help your player. We want to help your player become uh, as good of a soccer player as they can. And, you know, thinking about your marketing plan is not necessarily like, 
what what most of us want to be doing and so that's why I, I just happen to like doing that stuff and i love soccer and so this is uh, again this is where we think we can really provide value to to these organizations and and ultimately again to to the players and their families so that i i, I understand like you guys want to be on the field you guys want to be coaching you guys want to yeah. be doing your own what you guys love doing I would say majority of coaches love yes. with coaching <laughs> and, and this is where I look at it as the smaller clubs and the big clubs and the medium sized clubs, the larger clubs normally have this whole back office set up to help right. with the marketing, the, and that's where that you're paying for all those extra fees where the smaller right. clubs normally have volunteers and all that fun stuff. Yes. I mean, you can get semantics of, it, right. of all that. Right. Um, and it's fascinating how it all works out. And I know, how do I phrase this? Um, I know that you guys are trying to bring clubs, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, trying to bring clubs to share this information year-round with with families, what the cost can look like, or are you guys just trying to be just the facilitator of teams and player locations? So uh, we have some kind of base criteria or sorry, base information that's available right now. Cost is not one of them. Um, so we share, and again, I want to differentiate too. We share at a team, at an individual team level, location, competitive level, league, and then give you know the, the, the profile owner, whether it's a coach or a manager or another verified representative, um, the opportunity to, to kind of, you know, it, it expose their own brand. They, there's a, a free text section where they can provide a, a description and overview of their team. You can upload pictures. You can um, you can you know, uh, list you know, any any accomplishments. Um, and so, uh, we have not included cost in those initial components because I, I know you know just frankly from a, a a club and team perspective, cost is sometimes variable. And so that's not, um, we're sensitive to that. Uh, and, and so we, we don't ask um, teams or clubs to share that. Um, now, that's not to say that we wouldn't in the future if there is enough, enough demand um, for that information. But at this point, we don't share that. That's a, it's a hard data to get, even as yeah. a parent. I mean, exactly. as you guys are going through, so I've played on your website, so I can go on and create a player profile for my yeah. son. So how is that information shared or is, is that only shared for coaches to go through or how does that information shared with the soccer community possibly to help these players grow? Yeah. So from a, a player and then it, when I, when I talk about players, we're, you know, at the younger age groups, we're, we're talking about parents as well, right? They're the right. ones doing the searching on, on behalf of their player, but from a player perspective, you know, we want to balance convenience and efficiency with with privacy right we don't intend to share um you know player information with you know parties that that aren't our direct customer um and and have you know agreed on certain terms of use so um so once a profile is created um by a player or by a parent um we have essentially a, a matching um automation that takes the information that you've provided it identifies one of the profiles um, that exists within the team player network of teams and uh, provides uh, essentially a, a two-sided email it one goes to the verified representative of the team profile that hey a player has created a profile uh, and we believe is a good match for your team and then uh, a second email goes to the player parent um, that indicates uh, this is a recommendation, a recommended team based on the criteria that you have, have indicated in your profile. Gotcha. So, and now does the same thing happen for a player where they get emails on new teams that come through, or is it just they have a profile now and not currently? Um, and, and again, that's it's to avoid, um, you know, a, a, essentially an unnecessarily high amount of email traffic um, because 
what we don't want to do is just be uh, <laughs> essentially a, a spam replacement for for all of the fifteen thousand different Facebook comments you get when you when you list your player on a Facebook group, right? Gotcha. We want to try and provide targeted information based on the information that you based on the data that you provide about your profile and those preferences. So, so right now that's not a functionality. It is, I will tell you, is something that we've thought about because as you know, we've started to see more and more teams come on board. Um, you know, it, it, it might be nice, you know, if let's say we only had one 2013 boys classic league team on you know, last month, but now maybe we have five and now maybe there's a better match for a player who previously created a profile. But uh, again, there, I think there's a balance between ease and efficiency and just spamming people's inboxes. And that's something we're really sensitive to. Nope. I totally agree. I hate getting <laughs> emails from the same thing in the same day. Yeah. And I uh, will blame the MLS for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against them. I mean, I'm proud to be a supporter of the MLS. But exactly. Exactly. If I get five emails for their products in one day. There's something going wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, will you guys send out like a monthly update letter then to families that are part of it for teams that are out there since you guys don't want to spam their boxes? But do you guys send up follow-up information as the month as throughout the month? Yeah. I know that you guys do other parts. We'll get to that here shortly, but yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, so again, you know, we want to make sure we, you know, the communications and the touch points that, that we provide to our, you know, our customers, both teams and players um, are valuable. So we're piloting a couple different um, types of touch points. Um, so that's, that's in the works. Uh, and, and I will, I, I don't know if, if I was, you know, very specific um, about you know, the fact that we are a, a very, very young company. Um, you know, we launched officially to the market, um, well, we ran a pilot September last year and, and launched officially in October of last year. So, um, you know, we have, we have uh, uh, you know, grand plans for the future, um, but we are admittedly, we're still, you know, working through a number of different features and functionalities and really trying to make sure that we're, we're answering this question um, the best way that, that we can. Gotcha. That's, no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I know you guys, like you said, you started in September, so you only have a few months ahead of me Yeah. Um, with everything. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Now, are you guys going to move to, I know this is jumping really far ahead, eventually moving to be more of an app driven versus website driven or? You know what? Um, undecided. Uh, I, I, you know, as I think kind of as the, the head of the product, right. And, and right. the head of the company, I, I don't know how I feel. Um, I, I like for me personally, um, the web-based approach because you're not asking people to put another app on their phone. Um, I think there are some usability benefits to having a native, um, application, but the tools that we use for our front end, um, web-based development, um, are, are, um, you know, mobile friendly. Uh, and we haven't at this point had any complaints as far as our usability is concerned. So as long as it stays, as long as that remains the case, uh, I, I think we'll likely stay, you know, web-based. No, I don't say, I mean, I, I just ask because technology, yeah. technology every, everyone has an app, everything has its purpose. Yeah, yeah. And I just ask just because it creates another layer of reachability based on people. Yeah. Um, so... With that going ahead, I've noticed that I do know, I just haven't noticed, I do know you guys interview um, clubs and coaches. Yeah. So what is the goal with that? Yeah, yeah, thanks for asking. So, you know, when, when we started off, you know, our kind of, to, to boil down our, our mission is to help the people within the North Texas soccer community and, and you know, hopefully in the future, the broader soccer community connect with each other um, and we do that by providing information. So, you know, obviously our core service is providing team information, but, you know, I've been around a long time and I know there's people like yourself, um, you know, people within clubs uh, and in other supporting services that are doing really, really cool stuff to make it, the community better, to, to improve the community. And so, 
you know, in addition to just providing that kind of basic information about teams, we want to share those stories as well, because we think that that information um, also uh, is beneficial for, for the people who are consuming our service. Some of the people you've interviewed have had some really great insights and philosophies and within the industry of North Texas soccer, which has been kind of, for me as an individual and as a parent, kind of eye-opening and yeah. kind of has changed my perspective on how things are done here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, how yeah. we need to have these changes, but the only way it changes is changes with the parents. So as we move, as, as a parent, as we move into this next glorious part of the season, starting April... <laughs> Whatever the date is. Yeah. 15th and May 15th here. I believe it's April 15th yeah. and May 15th. Um, are you guys ramping up services or trying to find teams to make it more efficient for families to use you guys then? Yeah, yeah. So so I'll tell you, you know, even even in just the few short months that we've been operating, I, I mean, we've we've I don't have the number offhand, but have helped make over upwards of 500 uh, team and player connections. Um, we've got um, close to 130 teams on the platform and that's growing um, literally every week. Um, so we're seeing, and, and you know, and I, I make it a point to ensure that that we're touching base with you know our user base, and the feedback that we've had has largely been positive, uh, and the the suggestions and, and areas for improvement that we've heard, a lot of value added to to both sides of the equation. Um, as we get into tryout season, I mean, you you pointed it out exactly. You know, we are uh, making the platform actually available. Um, for teams and, and clubs to use for free for 60 days um, to help uh, honestly kind of put put our money where our mouth is and, and show you as, as a soccer organization that that the way that we're proposing um, this should be done is is better than the current state. Um, so we're we're you know running uh, running that promotion um, for for the players and the parents. Uh, the intention is for the platform to always be free. Um, so they you know for them, it's really just helping to um, ensure that the community knows that we're here, right? So we're we're investing heavily in, in an awareness campaign as well. That's awesome. So you answered my next question I had. So players are free. The clubs pay. The teams pay, not the clubs. The teams pay yes. to have their. And for other teams that might be listening or coaches might be listening, is this a a yearly fee, a monthly fee for them then? Yeah, yeah. So, so from the team perspective, there are monthly and annual subscriptions available. Um, as we kind of step back, we want to make sure that this just you know th this just doesn't make sense for the large organizations, right? The people who have the resources. So, uh, our pricing model is structured such that it should be accessible by even individual coaches. However, we do offer club plans um, for club directors or club owners that see value uh, and, and can price that way as well. If you have, say, you know, 10, 15, 20 plus teams that you want to, to put onto the platform. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the more I, for my podcast, I'll use my podcast as an example. The yeah. more I've done it, the more people I've talked to, the smaller and smaller my little world's getting. Yeah, right, right. I feel like everyone who I've talked to knows someone that I've interviewed or or knows of them or has played against them yeah or grew up playing against them i mean it's amazing how small this community really is here and it sounds like you're on the same path that i i want i want this to be a close niche community where i agree um to use one of the i hope Wilco doesn't mind but soccer needs to be a community sport and not just a metroplex sport exactly <laughs> Exactly. And I know that the Metroplex is a community, but you're talking the size, to put it in perspective, is it Connecticut is the same size as the DFW Metroplex, <laughs> right? And people don't realize when you put that in perspective how big that is. Right. And right. when you have all these clubs and all these teams really need to be closer niche and be close in together so we can learn and grow and build and to steal what Wilco said, so we can create a DFW superstar team to go compete against whatever U19, U20 team that comes out of the on the yeah. national stage, and that we should have large enough 
community where it's not always about who's going to get paid for these kids to compete at the highest level. Yeah. It's about the growth of the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, 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 I've had the opportunity to get to know Wilco a little bit as well at Dutch FC, um, you know, recently. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's great that we, you know, provide a forum for for the players to compete on the field. But for us as, as the supporting organizations, uh, I, to me and to your point, exactly, um, we should take a, a community approach and that, that our success is based on the success of the broader community versus one club or another. Now, again, I know people will debate that and, and whatever, but that's that's my perspective. And then and, and that's the I mean, I've learned a lot having a lot of conversations and now we're getting off tangent from what team yeah. players, but I think it kind <laughs> of brings it all full circle because the easier the accessibility information is for families to find a team to find a coach and coaching style that fits their player, wow. the easier it will be to grow and to create a more soccer developed right. community here, which is, I feel like we, we are the hotbed of the area. And that being said, allows us to grow here, but at the same time, we have to remember it's about the players. Yeah, absolutely. And you're providing the option for that. And that's what I'm looking at. Like, the whole big thing is what you're doing is you're providing the avenue for the players to hopefully find the best place to develop right. and along the way providing little pockets of insights from clubs and play coaches and with your interviews are you guys going to continue doing more of the club level and coaches level or are you guys going to break it down more of the admin sides or player level or what might come your way yeah so so i'll, I'll use this uh uh use your platform to, to kind of preview something that we're working on um, in addition to our spotlight series, which is primarily focused on highlighting, you know, organizations that serve the community. Um, you know, I mentioned you know, kind of in my intro that, you know, I played objectively a decently high level throughout my youth career. And I was fortunate enough to play um, at the NCAA level. Um, but, you know, I haven't made my living. You know, I never made a dollar playing soccer. Um, you know, my, my return on investment for all the thousands of dollars, I should say my parents return on investment for all the thousands of dollars that they invested in, into the process were, were the skill sets and things that I learned and the, 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 the bonds and network that I built, um, throughout those years. Um, and, and so what I'd like to do and what we'll be rolling out here over the next couple months is, is a series called the path, um, where we'll, we'll interview, uh, players who, who have gone through the North Texas club soccer system. And, you know, some of them will have played, you know, at the highest levels, others will have not and, and found success in other ways, because I really want to share with parents now, especially those that are just starting the journey, that it's great to aspire to play at the highest levels. I think every player should, right, if they're going to play, if they're going to consider themselves a serious soccer player. But at the end of the day, there's a very, very small percentage of those people who are going to realize that dream, but it's not all for nothing, right? There, there are legitimate, you know, uh, uh, personal, uh, personal values, personal skill sets that your players will will acquire just by growing, going through this process, and they will be better for it in their lives, regardless of what they they end up doing. Right. I, I feel like that's the thing that people forget. Yeah. I remember who I was talking to. And I, I know exactly now. I remember after I said that. Um, <laughs> da da Daniel Dobson. Um, I talked to him, and it's soccer is the avenue to build the next thing. So not always to be on the on the pitch, but sometimes off the pitch. It's going to that college. It's going opening doors so you can do the next stage in your life, whatever it may be. If it's soccer related, if it's going to college, if it's going to be a pro, or just coaching i mean there's so yeah. many different avenues that soccer brings a place for players to be and having doing this the, the pathway that you guys are talking about is going to be very fascinating to hear yeah i mean i can i can give you recommendations but most of them aren't from the dft <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and that's you know that's the challenge and, and ultimately you know, depending on what kind of you know what kind of uh uh you know interview e-list or we can get, we may expand outside. But I, I think it's important because, um, like we keep talking about, this is 
somewhat of a, a unique community given its size and given its its soccer focus that it, it really, uh, I think it would be really valuable to talk about people who specifically, you know, went through this process because, you know, a lot of us played for coaches that are still coaching. A lot of us are coaches ourselves now, you know, there's, I, I think, you know, the closer we can stay, the, the more it'll drive the point home and hopefully, you know, ensure that there is greater alignment between the expectations of the players and parents and the the coaches and, and organizations. That's, I think that's important. I think having people to come on and talk about the collegiate world is so important because yeah. so many people are set on that D1. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many different avenues. When I was talking to several people now, learning about the D1 process and the transfer window and the portal now, how that has completely changed the world of how players go to college because the the transfer portal just changed how how a coach can recruit now. I mean, look at what I've done for um, football and basketball. I can only imagine what it has done to the soccer world because it's so much smaller. Right. And the Rockers are a third of the size football team. I mean, or half the size. I mean, you're going from 80 players down to what, 22, 24 yeah. players. Yeah. So, so that's you know, we're we're looking forward to getting that out there. Um, as as you know, as a a, a podcast host, um, you know, it, it takes time to get those things turned around. But you know, more and more, you know, our goal is is to continue to to add value to this community. And and you know, and for for anybody listening, you know, we love. We love feedback. We're not we're not too proud to change. Um, we're we're here um, for for everybody involved. So um, please feel free to reach out to me. Sounds awesome. And so I'm not taking up too much more of your time since time is yeah. as I've always tell everyone. It's one thing you never get back. <laughs> oh, let's keep it going, man. Come on, I can go all day on this. I mean, my my coming much lunch, but. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like soccer is one of those things that I feel like in our community as we sit at the soccer fields, like I sit and talk and I think my wife gets a little crazy with with me because I do I do my podcast, but I'm always researching. Like, yeah, we're going on vacation this summer and she's doing all the research on vacation and I'll admit. I don't we're going to Disney and my high priority is, okay. we're going there to have fun. I'm more of a wing it type person. And my wife wants things planned out. And yeah. but for soccer, this is something that never stops. I never stop reading. Like my Facebook feed <laughs> is all soccer. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I was trying to avoid the soccer highlights this weekend. And it's like I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I never once saw the the scores of the games this weekend because all because of the um, Dallas Cup. Yeah. yeah. So much going on about Dallas Cup than the English Premier League with all the this weekend with all the players hitting the ref and. Oh, All those fun things going on in the world of world soccer outside of the Metroplex. And it's amazing how much soccer's out there. And I feel like there's, going back to what we're both trying to do here, is fill our niche market that we have here. Yeah. And provide a positive resource. And I don't know, nothing against the clubs. Like you said, they're there to provide a, a service of soccer yeah. training not always providing the plethora of information. Right. Um, so I, I'm i going to ask my two questions and I'll wrap it up, but I do have questions I can call you so we aren't recording yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be editing a lot of this out here. I edit myself talking most of the Oh, time. yeah, for um, sure, for sure, for sure. Um, my first question, are you guys planning on releasing anything for the upcoming um, tryout seasons for information for parents to have? Or are you guys going to continue on the path that you're on just because you've only been around for eight months, six months? Yeah. Yeah. So specifically for tryout season, um, we actually did just roll out a a feature um, that is a a tryout calendar. So now, you know, again, for for mutual benefit for for the teams and clubs and for the players as well, um, the... Um, anybody with a team profile can now log into their team player account and uh, create a tryout or open practice event. Um, so the intention there for the players and families is to aggregate 
um, a, a calendar of uh, tryout events. Uh, again, <laughs> talking about stressful. I mean, I, I highly encourage you know most all players to to spend some time exploring during the, the open tryout windows. And so it's just kind of hard, like you said, to, to figure out who's training when, and then, you know, build out your weekly schedule of, of you know, where you're going to be playing each night of the week. Um, and so uh, we, we have done a soft launch of that uh, a couple weeks ago, but we'll be um, kind of running some additional promotion and awareness towards that feature um, as, as we get closer to the, the uh, open trial window. Nice. I mean, that's the hard part. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. That's the hard part of it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I think, though, um, you know, is like we say, if, if you're adding value and you're really making an effort to invest um, in the people of, of the community that that ultimately, you know, the, the awareness will come. And that's that's where we're we're really focused. Um, and then I was just going to say that, you know, in addition to the tryout calendar, um, we feel, you know, that this time of year, especially the uh, team player uh, platform as a whole is, is highly valuable. Um, obviously, we have our, our network of teams that you can browse through uh, and connect directly with. Um, and again, for any new entrants into the community, if you don't know where to start, uh, you can create your player profile and, and receive a, a recommendation. Um, based on your preferences and then we have all of you know our, our educational content which is geared more towards players and parents just really mostly personal insights on you know what i think to be important topics um, we, we rolled out some some just kind of guidance tips for dealing with with tryout stress i, I can vividly remember um, <laughs> how stressful and nerve-wracking you know showing up to a new tryout can be um, you know, tips for, for establishing, uh, you know, what your, what you want your soccer development goals to be for the next year, all good stuff that, that, you know, players and parents can go check out. Um, and, and hopefully you know, at least for whatever my, my insights are worth, um, maybe receive some value. Awesome. So where can they find this information? Yeah. So, so our platform is www.teamplayer.us. Um, and I'll, I'll spell team player. We couldn't get the full domain name. Uh, I joke, but it's T-E-A-M-P-L-A-Y-R.us. So there's no no final E there. Um, and then uh, you can follow us on, on social media, either Facebook or Instagram, at team player, spelled the same way, uh, at team player TX. So, um, you know, we we do our best to to be consistent in posting content um and obviously we're open to any uh feedback or recommendations for stuff that we can put out there we, we love talking to everybody so feel free to reach out um and i'll, I'll well, last last point um my email inbox is always open uh, you can reach me at alan it's a-l-l-e-n at teamplayer.us so would, would really love to hear from anybody uh, and, and and chat with you so um Ian, anything else? My final question. So who has been your greatest influence as a player and who's been your greatest influence as a coach? Because the team player is just a byproduct of coaching, I feel. So Man. those are the two questions I always ask people who's always the greatest influence on them. And then <laughs> if you're a player and a coach, you have two. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So my greatest influence is a player. That's uh, oh, that's. That's a tough one. So, so I'm, I'm going to, I don't, I hope this isn't the, the easy answer, but as a player, um, you know, greatest influence has, has been my mom. Um, she, she, she is a person who is very process oriented um, and, and would kind of help me understand that the output required input um, and, you know, was also, always willing to tell it to me straight. Um, my dad on the one side, he, he was my hype man, but as a player, you know, when, when I wasn't doing things right, my mom was always willing to tell it to me straight. And ultimately that's how, you know, that's how you improve. Um, on, on the coaching side. Um, so I'll, I'll flip it. Um, so my dad coached me playing basketball for years and years and years. Um, 
And, you know, I, I told you he's my hype man. Um, but, you know, he was also, you know, seeing the energy and effort and the pride that he took, not just, you know, when I saw success, but when any of my other friends or other teammates saw success has set a great example for how you truly motivate um, kids. And, and I have, I try and come with that same energy and same level of support and respect um, that, that he did when he was coaching me. Nice. I mean, that, that's important. Um... Thank you for listening to this week's episode. As I wrapped it up with Alan this week, we had a lot of fun chatting. There was a lot of me editing out me this week. But that being said, what Alan's trying to do is absolutely amazing. Him and his team and their goals and what they want to do is great. And I really hope you all take time to look at what they're trying to do and take a look at the team player dot us that's t-e-a-m-p-l-a-y-r dot us and what they're offering is pretty cool and if you take time just to play with it and just create a profile for your player or players and if you're a coach or a manager or a club maybe take some time and look into what they offer and see if it's something that you guys can truly utilize i feel like this is something that's missing as a parent i think it's phenomenal um, I know there's several free ones in the area, but I'm hoping with the paid side of this, it will be working wonderfully and doing everything that it needs to be doing. And when you get time, read the articles that they have written and the interviews they have done, because at the end of the day, it's truly remarkable what they're trying to do. Him and I kind of see eye to eye on the DFW Metroplex area and what we both are trying to do is very in sync with each other. So you'll probably be hearing more from Alan in the near future, but for now, until next time, we'll see you at the pitch.